if there was a group of people that I actually loathed during this Valentine's weekend that just passed, it was all the single people and all the people that knew they weren't gonna get anything special or romantic for Valentine's and they decided to slam it onto our faces that we should enjoy being single, that Valentine's Day is a moment of love and you should love yourself. Like, what the hell happened to just appreciating the holiday for what it does? And if you don't subscribe to it, if you're not someone that is a recipient or someone that is going to partake in the activities that are required of the holiday, you just back the hell off. Like, what happened to that? Like, honestly, the people that came out and were like, oh, you know, because Valentine's Day is a moment of love, you should make sure you show love back to the one person who you've loved ever since you were born and that's yourself because you'll never let go of that person. So give yourself some self-care. Oh, Valentine's Day is a moment of love, but it doesn't have to be the partner. And, and, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out with my best friend and have a good time. Like... You might think this is a good way for you to compensate with not having a partner, but in a sense, it just makes the rest of us feel sorry for you. And no, I'm not saying this as someone who partakes in Valentine's Day. I'm not saying this as someone who even has a girlfriend. Like, this is something that I see as a problem with just woke-tivists and people that want to give themselves importance on times that they don't necessarily have to. Because yes, I get it, Valentine's Day comes with pressure. And I know people asking you and sometimes even you feeling the FOMO of not doing anything can sometimes get to you. But it doesn't mean that this is how you're supposed to handle it. It's a holiday of lovers who are supposed to be celebrating the fact that they're in love and shit like that. And then they go and make sure that they give the flower companies and the chocolate companies money. And that's okay. I'm not a big fan of it, but I understand that people really, really love the holiday. And on top of that, I know that it's a holiday for couples. And yes, I'm talking about actual dating couples. I'm not talking about you and your best friend or you and some babe that you supposedly think you're good with. That you can go and gloat over the fact that you're both single. Like, this isn't the shit that I'm looking at. Like, there's ways that you can cope with this shit. And it doesn't have to be through taking one side of it and then ignoring the other side. And then going and saying, you know what, I'm gonna love myself. Like, I'm gonna ask you a very simple question. What if... You just don't celebrate it at all. What if you just decide, you know what, it doesn't apply to me because I'm not dating or it doesn't apply to me because my partner isn't into it. So you know what, let me just treat it as another holiday and just chill. Because that's what we've done with a hell of a lot of the other holidays. It's not like we go around and dress up in kanzus and go slaughtering goats during Eid as Christians. It's not like Muslims will sit down and start singing Christmas carols during Christmas time because they're not Christians. And it's not like we will go and get ourselves powdered paint and then smack each other during Diwali as if we're Hindus. Nah, we're not trying to do any of that because we know that it's their holiday and because we do not subscribe to that form of religion, we do not have to follow the rituals or the practices that go along with that holiday except for the fact that we just recognize that it is a holiday and we choose to chill out. If it's a public holiday, we get to even stay home. Or if your boss allows you to stay home because say it's Diwali or something and the Hindus, then it probably works. So why the hell do people have to go and take Valentine's and have to celebrate it even when they're single 
Like, it's not about you and it doesn't have to apply to you. Just pick up and move on. Chill at home, enjoy some Netflix, call someone, bang them. Enjoy the fact that you're single. Like, you don't have to do everything just because some people are doing it. But anyways, I can continue ranting about this thing for the entire episode, so I might as well just let it rest here so that we can start the podcast, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Anyways, in typical fashion... Welcome to Break Time on Westside, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not understand singles celebrating Valentine's Day. He is a man whose sickness for the thickness prevents him from skinny dipping. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, your weekly love, sex, and relationships show, aka the show that is highly uninformed and terribly misogynistic. Now, I do have to admit, with the kind of intro that I did, I should have probably moved it to my rant before the topic, but oh my goodness, my my dislike for people and Valentine's Day is just, I don't know, it's a lot. But how you choose to spend it is entirely up to you to each their own. And anyways, I have other things that I probably should rant about. Like this whole idea of the public and social media friendly proposal that people usually do. I feel as though it's getting a little out of hand, especially considering that for some reason, it's like every time I'm opening the explore page on IG, as I'm scrolling, there's some proposal that's gonna be included in there. When I'm busy scrolling down anywhere, it's like there's proposals that are being done. People are posting them up, people are making sure they look all sweet, people are pulling the same exact move where the girl is supposedly surprised and turns around to find the guy down on one knee. Like, it's all the same shit one way or another, but now people are just spending more and more money trying to make it look grander. Like, I recently saw one where some guy here in Kenya, during this weekend just so happened to go and like get a billboard somewhere in Nairobi someplace around Kileleshwa and have it with the whole will you marry me and he pulled that whole stunt of being behind and going on one knee and yes it looks sweet and people took pictures and all but I feel as though people just got this whole proposal thing wrong because nowadays it's not even intimate and I can explain that for you in a very simple manner nowadays proposals have three people in it It's not two people, one person being proposed to another and proposing. No, there's three people. The third person is the cameraman. And the reason why I have a problem with that is the minute you include the cameraman, it's no longer as intimate as it could have been. No word of a lie. At what point in time when you're having so much fun, when you're getting so much pleasure, do you ever feel like, you know what, let me pull up a camera and then capture that moment? You could argue that yes, during parties, yes, during events, that happens from time to time and you always think about it. But think about it like this, the amount of time, the amount of brain power, the thought process that enables you to pull your phone out and then try and capture the moment in its best way possible. Don't you think that it robs you from some of that fun? Don't you think it robs you of some of it? Like. I get that people can say, oh no, you know, I still get to have fun when I do that, but you can never have all the fun, because on one hand, you're holding your phone, there's a good chance that that phone is probably expensive, so if anything happens to that phone, then you're screwed, so you have to hold it tightly, so now there's an element of safety there, so you can't entirely be free, if you're not entirely free, you can't entirely have all the fun, if 
you're busy trying to record it then of course at some point you'll stop and you'll make sure you get a quick look at your phone just to make sure that it was properly recorded and just like that instead of concentrating on being in the moment you're automatically just concentrating on capturing the moment which in and of itself is not entirely fun so i honestly feel as though this whole idea of proposals and putting them online should just stop let it go back to being an intimate thing go and do it among your friends don't have anyone record it hell even do it from the comfort of your own home it even kills a lot of that proposal pressure that comes in when you're in public and you have to say yes and i'm talking to the ladies on that one it also removes a lot of the proposal pressure for guys when they are trying to make it as memorable as possible sometimes all you need to do is just pop the ring and ask the question this whole thing of going making sure you get an entire place turning it into an event going down on one knee while you've rented out i don't know a billboard or you've gotten like an entire band or something and then going to get a cameraman to capture all of that in a way i feel as though we're taking away from the intimacy and the goodness of the proposal and you're just turning it into something that you can post up on social media which i think we should utterly drop but anyways that's just me however it is you guys want to do your proposals you do them but i honestly feel as though proposals have just kind of lost their flavor for me like at first i'd see them and i'd be like oh that's cute oh that's sweet oh that's creative but now i'm just like hey, it's another proposal and there was a cameraman involved so it's not going to feel organic at the very least but anyways we should move it on to our main topic of today but before we do that though do you have controversial opinions do you like to engage in political commentary are you interested in current affairs if so this is bungay's the podcast for you you can catch myself sandrine jagame and nalo every week under kenya public radio All right. So last week one of the listeners happened to send me a video on IG and figured that it would be something very interesting that we could talk about as a podcast. My shout out to you Zina, thank you for sending the video. So I will play it for you guys. It's something that revolves around monogamy and sex. And once I've played it then I guess we can discuss it. So here it is. It's so difficult for a man to see the light when it comes to monogamy. Mhm. Yeah. Because it's like you spend your whole life thinking about how many women you're going to sleep with. Yeah. Then you accidentally fall into the woman of your dreams and you're like, "I do not want to mess this up." Yeah. But you also think like there's no value in me being monogamous right now. As a man, as a young man when you're not married, you're just thinking like, "I should just try my options." But then you have a woman that you love and you're trying to be monogamous and you're not getting sex as often as you want. It's just like it's frustrating. And it took me time as a husband to realize that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we got married at 27, we've been together since 18. I didn't date a lot of women. I was with her. But I was just like if sex is important to me, how come it's not important to you? It would be important to you if I was having sex with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then she was just like, yeah, it would be but and I I didn't get it. Like I I really I didn't know how to answer that one. All right. I have to admit for a fact that first statement really really nailed it for me. Like it really captured my attention. And in reality it's it's probably one of the most true statements that I've heard come from a public figure's mouth. Like it's actually hard for guys to see the light, the benefits that come with monogamy right now. 
like it's one of those things that guys aren't even looking forward to and i will kind of break that down a little bit later because i'm looking at this in two different ways and yes much as there was a sex part around it i don't think we really need to discuss that bit per se because i think there's these two sections which i think are a little bit more important right now so the first part of it was the idea of getting committed super early like not even just this guy getting married we're talking about this guy starting to date his babe at the age of 18. like that in itself is early like by guy years considering that you're going to be with someone you're loyal from the age of 18 like you've been loyal your entire adult life damn god damn that's a lot of commitment and the thing is you look at the idea of commitment it's something that's been mostly conditioned into women as opposed to guys because you take a look at the fairy tales you take a look at soaps which are mostly watched by women you look at rom-coms which are mostly watched by women you look at chick flicks they highly value the idea of commitment and having a good long-term partner like it's something that the media's pushed it's something that society and culture has pushed so you can understand why a woman would want that but you look at guys for us from the very very young ages from the content that we consumed it was all towards the idea of being able to get a lot of babes look at it that way like look at movies like american pie there was always the character in american pie regardless of which american pie you watched that was called stifler and stifler used to bang all of these women you look at how i met your mother the best character there was bernie bernie used to bang a lot of women and that's the idea that I'm trying to tell you has been conditioned into guys that when you're growing up, when you're looking forward to becoming an adult, you definitely want to go and bang more women because even when you're a teenager, a lot of the women that you'll ogle over, the ones that you want to bang, they'll mostly be adults. They won't just be the teenagers that you're looking at. They won't just be the small babes that you happen to have when you're 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. It'll be the ladies in their 20s, their 30s, hell, some even in their 40s and 50s if they're still looking fine. And because we look forward to becoming adults and going out into the world and laying some pipe, the idea of early commitment almost seems like a prison. And it's because commitment in and of itself, unless it's open commitment, doesn't exactly support that expectation. So in a sense, early commitment feels like the enemy for a lot of us guys. Now, you look at the idea of monogamy now when you're looking at marriage and to be completely honest, men cannot really see a lot of the benefits of monogamy right now. And to be honest, it's not like we didn't want to see the benefits, we just haven't been raised to see those benefits. And in reality, the idea of marriage and monogamy is mostly incentivized towards women because it pushes for commitment to one person. That favors women. Because you look at the rom-coms, you look at the fairy tales, you look at, at the chick flicks, you look at all the female-led content that's out there and all the stories that people give. The idea of having one person that cares about you that will probably look at you the same way when you're 60 or 80 as they did when you were 20 or 30 and you're all super fine and shit. That sounds really, really amazing. But much as that looks like it's an amazing thing for women, it's not exactly an amazing thing for guys. And that's mainly because all the male sensitive content that's there 
hasn't exactly been made with that in mind. Like look at the James Bond movies. There was a Bond girl, he was promiscuous and he'd go and bang around different women. Like how exactly does that help monogamy? You see? And on top of that, it's not like we have a choice because especially for us in our current African culture, if you're someone that stays around this part of the world and hell, in other parts of the world as well, you're expected to get married. It's a rite of passage in you being a human being on this planet. And I'm not gonna lie, there's a ton of people around Nairobi, there's a ton of people in Kenya, there's a ton of people around the world who didn't get married because they were in love, but they got married because they felt that they were at a stage in their lives where that is what they're required to do. And because there was no incentive, they just went in because it's something that they have to do because it's part of their life uh, mission. Or it's one of the checkpoints that you have to go through as you're going through life. So in a sense, it's almost like you have to do it. You get. So it's not like it's incentivized. We're just required to do it because it's a part of life. And even though quite a number of us will probably be a part of the African culture which allows for polygamy or at least it did back in the day, it's not like you'll be allowed to do that right now. Because one, colonization happened and people brought Christianity so monogamy has to be there. On top of that, the idea of getting a second wife can kind of ruin your reputation as a person. And it can also ruin the reputation of whoever it is that becomes a second wife because apparently it's like they were a home wrecker or the first wife because now they'll be considered as I don't know weak or underperforming in a sense. So in one way or another it's like polygamy isn't an option for guys. So we're not exactly left with that many options. And it does kind of contribute to the current infidelity that goes around quite a bit and the emergence of the quote-unquote Nairobi dating culture because there's a lot of guys that want to be with all of these babes that are in relationships that want to get married or that are already even married and because they didn't have much of the option of going outside because they didn't manage to test the waters before they got into the relationship it's like now that's when they want to do it now is when they want to let themselves loose as long as no one finds out about it, as long as the wife, the girlfriend, their partner doesn't figure it out. Now, by all means, this shouldn't in any way, shape or form promote the infidelity that's going on and it shouldn't justify it in any way, shape or form, but maybe we should start looking at the idea of going for polygamy again. Maybe, I'm not saying that it should become a thing, but maybe we should start looking at that idea again, because clearly it's not like the men and women that set up the African cultures that we have were daft. They clearly thought through the entire process very well and they had a pretty good reason why polygamy existed. Now whether you want to take that up or not is entirely up to you but let me conclude with a quote that was sent to me by a friend of mine called Christy from Chimamanda Ngozi who happens to be an African writer and she says, we raise girls to aspire to marriage in a way we don't raise boys to. Now that should tell you whether we should probably reevaluate monogamy or maybe we should start looking at how we push the idea of marriage to young boys as they grow up. Either way, I'll still go back full circle to that first statement that was made. It's so hard for men to see the light when it comes to monogamy. Anyways, 
I want to hear your thoughts on this. Do you feel like monogamy is the problem or do you think that boys just need to be conditioned better? The DMs are open on IG it is at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook it is also at Breaktime on Westside and on Twitter you can slide into my personal DMs at Bagaka the D feel free to leave your comments there thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening on Castbox feel free to leave your comments there and I will attend to them accordingly and I will catch you guys on the next break take care